This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Ryan Davis. the Dort Podcast. Hashtag. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keith. Join as always. By Davey Eyeballs, it is Summer Davey. He is on uh, location for this one tonight. And, Ryan, let me ask you a simple question. Let's see sure. if these moves fuck. Let's see if these Let's moves see. fuck. I am oh, coming to you from trail. lovely Harrison, Maine. Wow. Oh, oh, you're stepping on it. Sorry. That's out there, huh? Where is that? It's up, it's up out the there. Great North. Oh. It's up by Bridgeton, past uh, Portland. So I'm, a little, uh, I'm in the Maine right now. But up to Maine, as they say here. You know, up main. I'm sorry up for stepping way. on my introduction. We are going to run into a bevy, a bevy yeah. issues. I feel like, yeah, there is. Uh, listen, we're going to do the best we can with what we have. How we you? got a, we got a nice film to discuss. Uh, the topic mm-hmm. du jour, which we will get to in uh, in just a moment. You son of a bitch. That's right. That's right. We're going to get there. We're going to get there, Rob. But first, it's a jam-packed episode. All kinds yep. of stuff has happened since the uh, the last week that we spoke. So let's hit this. This week in yeah. How about the Batgirl nonsense? This was a movie that uh, was going to come out on HBO Max. It was going to be a part of the DCEU after some test screenings. They're like, this is no longer a movie that we are going to release. What the fuck? So we're just going to burn. We're going to put $90 million on a pile and just burn it. Is Correct. Like in the dark night. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. Like in the dark night. So, so I, don't get this. I don't get this at all. I mean, I, I guess I kind of get it. I think it has something to do with like tax write-offs or whatever the shit, like if it's never even released. But the headline that I saw was Batgirl will not be released in theaters or streaming. And I was like, that's just not, not being released at all then. That's really what you're saying. So you got Michael Keaton out of bed for this movie for I don't know how much. Mm-hmm. Right to play Batman again, and then you're just like, no, we're not, we're just not doing this now. How bad could it have been? I don't think I you mean, think it's that bad. I think it's it has to do with it. Now, I I was talking about this the other day. So does it go back to the whole Ezra Miller thing? Like he's in so much trouble that like this Flashpoint movie isn't going to work. We're not going to do anything more with him, so we get to dump everything else. I wonder if they. But that movie is still apparently going to be June of 23, I guess. But they're like... He just got arrested. He did in Vermont. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they saw uh, Comic-Con and Marvel came out there. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not done. Here's 10 more years of stuff. And then uh, DC was like, I don't know. This movie stinks. Let's just pull it. But again, I don't even know how bad everything. Scrapping. There's pulling the plug on stuff right now. Now, I guess... They also, this was another hot internet rumor, was they asked Henry Cavill if he has any interest in being Superman again, and he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I, you look at it from his perspective. Like, they've kind of, like, yeah, why would jerked you? him around for however long. Yeah. You know, they don't bring him out. Like, you know, they're doing this whole thing with, like, Black Adam and Dwayne Johnson. They're trucking him out everywhere, and Henry Cavill's nowhere to be found. He's out there 
being a handsome devil, building computers, playing Warcraft, and playing The Witcher. Guy's got everything yeah. going, doesn't he? He's got everything going for him. And he's yeah. like, I've done enough of these movies. I've done what three, and then all with like the reshoots and everything else. He doesn't need to be in any more of these um, things. Yeah, remember how mad people got at him too about like the mustache and like all that stuff. It's like, well, like, you, who needs that? Over. Yeah, this movie was a mess to shoot. It's over with. Yeah. I'm in another movie with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. For God's sakes, is he going to be in the next Mission Impossible? The two next Mission Impossibles? Tom Cruise? No, Henry Cavill. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see the last one. Did I didn't you... see the last one too. Sneaky. One of the funniest things ever was Mission Impossible Two when uh, Ben Stiller was doing the MTV Awards and he was Tom Cruise's stunt double, also named yeah. Tom Cruise, but Cruise was spelled differently. It was spelled differently and he did like the laugh and everything. Oh, good. That might have been, now looking back on it, that might be one of the most unintentionally funny movies I've ever seen. The John Woo Mission Impossible 2. With all, like, I the, love it. The it's doves and yeah. the weird and kind of incorrect Greek mythology. Talking about yeah. like the chimera and like the Bellerophon and like all that, like the the month the virus was the chimera and the antidote was the Bellerophon, the hero who killed the chimera. So good, terrible. Wasn't that also the movie where? And you know me, I love a Ford Taurus. It was the first car I drove. But they had like all these fancy cars in the movie, and then the only one that exploded was a Ford Taurus. Like, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, this is the ones they don't blow up expensive cars in movies. Like, yeah, fair enough. Other DC news, uh, it has been confirmed Joker 2 will star Lady Gaga. And this bad boy, make sure you circle the date, October 4th, 2024 for this one. Why? Why? I don't know. Why are you doing another Joker movie? Why are you making it a musical? And why is Lady Gaga involved? It's a movie I like less and less as time goes on. And I didn't hate it when I watched it, in fact, I liked it very much. It was very different, but I'm like, I don't really yes. need to rewatch this. I don't need to, I don't need this to be part of anything else. This can be a one-off. I'm fine mm-hmm. with it. I like it less and than nope. less a minute. We're just going to, everything, everything in Hollywood, they're just going to bleed that stone dry. They're just yeah. going to squeeze it and just bleed every last drop out of it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Uh, what, what They're not bleeding uh, the last drops out of Better Call Saul. The show has been great, and they're down to their final two episodes without getting into spoilers what did you think of last week's episode i thought it was great i oh i thought it was great i it was one of my favorite episodes of this um universe i think um especially with i love the stuff that's going on with uh uh what is the kid um carol burnett and what's that what's her uh jeffy her son yeah and gene i I wanted gene stuff i'm so glad we got gene stuff because they sprinkled it in throughout the series i'm like i hope we get more gene and and we have so I'm all excited. Do you think we're going to get that memento moment too, where like the black and white like fades into color or vice versa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they've been, well, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, we have two episodes. We basically have two two hours and change left. So yeah, I could see that happening for sure. And I love that we kind of got an answer as to what happened to a character who we kept asking about. We kind of got that answer. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Uh huh. I think we get a little bit more too, but you're right. Even if we don't, like we we got something. Yep. Uh, I haven't started it yet, but did you start the Sandman yet? I do. I have. I think I'm four episodes into Sandman right now. I'm very much enjoying it. Oh, good. Um, my wife is staring at me from across the table right now, and she is dying for me to their uh, dream. Lord Morpheus has a certain, uh, what would you say, a certain camber to his voice that um, oh. she finds comical. So I'm working on an impression as we speak. But Very good. He's the Lord of Sleep, so he sounds pretty sleepy. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, he's always tired. Is this? It's good uh, to answer your question. Yeah, if you want, it's it's very good. No, not the impression. The show is good. The show is good so far. I would for anybody. It could be so the the people who haven't started the people who, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. Can you hear yeah, me? It should be a standalone episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're kind of stepping on each other a little bit tonight because of the technical difficulty. Um, yeah, I will say to the people who haven't started it yet that the first episode, the first episode is all set up. So you have to get through kind of the first episode to kind of get the background as to what's going on. And it takes a full episode. But make after that, it kind of picks up. All right. And I would say that the character of Joanna Constantine. Notice we've been. I've noticed we've been saying that wrong for years. It's now. I guess it's Constantine, not Constantine. Um, is incredible. The girl who plays her is all right. Good. Phenomenal. 
So. Yes, we, we said Constantine yeah. wrong and uh, Shang-Chi. We were wrong about that forever, too. It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah, screw that up. Have you started Paper mm -hmm. Girls? I am, I think, six of eight episodes into Paper Girls. I watched the first episode and was not impressed. Is that weird? No, it gets better. I think so. The, one of my hangups on Paper Girls, and obviously there's been like uh, comparisons to Stranger Things. Like, when I read the comic book, you're like, yeah. All right, this one's even more sci-fi, probably less horror, more sci-fi. Uh, and it's a group of girls rather than a group of dudes. The, the actresses, they kind of grow on you as the series goes, but they don't have that immediate like charisma that the kids from Stranger Things have. Okay. It's really create, I think, turn that thing into like a monster, monster hit, where Paper Girls, right. I don't know if it's going to have that, but I like it enough. I don't think it's standalone worthy, uh, but I'll, I'll bang out the next two, the final two episodes this week. It, it, I, I like it. Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, you know. We don't have to agree on everything. That's what makes us great. It's not our it's not our similarities. It's our differences that That's make right. us great. You like what you like. Absolutely. She-Hulk has been postponed an entire day. A whole day. August 17th to the 18th. And I guess this is going to be a Thursday show. So I feel like a lot of shows on um, Disney Plus have either been Wednesday or Friday between the MCU and Marvel or uh, and, and Star Wars. But this one's going to be a Thursday show. So all right. I don't get what's why. I don't know. Maybe like, what are the reasons for this? Like, it just seems so silly to me and so arbitrary. They're like, no, we're going to do it Thursday now. Like, who gives a shit what well, day it, it is? Maybe Andor is maybe Andor going to be like a Wednesday show and they maybe want to separate the days. I don't know. That's all I can think of. I, I mean, the, the people who like it are going to, it doesn't matter, right? Ah, you're you're going to watch it. it. Most people don't watch shit live anyway. You know, then, right. And not that you can really watch this live, but like when it drops, you, you pick a time on your schedule the next day or two. So it doesn't really matter. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Uh, the final season of Atlanta just got a trailer. This is coming out September 15th, which is weird because like they had a season earlier this calendar year and now they're having a final season coming out in September. And my only hope is that the main characters are in all of the episodes. They were only in half of the episodes last season. Really? That's interesting. So I, I've watched, I think, the first half of the first season of Atlanta, and I love it. And I'm, I'm excited to watch it all in one shot. I yeah. think that's like my next. It's, I, I have a list of shows that are obviously we have the shows that are backlogged and stuff we know we have to watch. And that's like number one on my list because I think yeah, it's, it's Donald right. Glover's a genius. Yeah. But and yeah, the, and the cast is off the charts, too. And when he first got him, it was like like the first thing Zaze Beats was in uh, mm -hmm. Paperboy. Um, what the hell is his name? The dude's in like every bullet train now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude from yeah. Bullet Train. Uh, he's got three names, like David Michael Henry or whatever, whatever it is. And uh, Lakeith Stanfield are all in it. Is it it's David small. Tyree Henry? Yep, I think, that's it. I think that's it. Speaking of Bullet Train, uh, came out this weekend. And last check on the old Roddy T's 54% critics, 77% audience. I try to avoid some of the reviews. I, I saw the scores, but a couple of things I saw people on Twitter is like, it's pretty fun as you can imagine based on like the trailer, but also like a mess. So one of the things that I, I kept seeing, and usually this is a tip off to me, whether or not the movie is going to be any good is I see ending of bullet train explained. Mm. Like, I don't know what the, I didn't read the articles, but like when I see things like that, when you have to explain, explain. the movie to me, it's like when someone says like, has to tells you a joke and then well this is funny because this the joke sucks yeah don't you know? tell so me. like the movie if, if i see that it's a good indication that the movie sucks if i you have to explain it to me yeah so this one i was like leaning maybe theater but probably not now i think probably i'll check this out like as soon as it's streaming mm -hmm. on something hbo or whatever I'll, I'll check it out there so that's a uh, bull train which turns out not the best movie I think you can probably say for sure that was released right. this past weekend. Uh, all right, how about this? Oh, baby, that is the should I have bought this theme. You can email us, uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com, an item that you bought, $25 minimum, a photo, and a brief description of why you bought it. And we will answer the question, should you have bought it? And of course, Ryan, it is brought to you by 47 Brand. Just go to 47brand.com. Enter the promo code hashtag dork at checkout for 25% off your entire order. So Can you let's believe say, that? Let's say you sat down, you put together, you loaded up your cart, right? And it was six. Okay, so, I'm my, so my cart's full. Cart's full. 
it, the, the, it says you owe us $612.37. If yep. you entered hashtag dork with the promo word and asking for a promo code at checkout, how much would you would you end up saving? Would you say $612.37? That's right. That That's would be right. $459 you would spend all in. Jesus. That's a that's a hefty amount that you just saved, folks. That's you would so yeah, you would save, you know, so you would spend $459.28 if you round up. So uh-huh. that's a good chunk of savings. Son of a bitch. Down Son to 612. So this one comes in from Matthew and he emails us. He says, please help me settle an argument. I bought oh, these. these are the best ones. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a twofer, but he put them in the same email and they both, it, it, they should be included together. Okay. Uh, he goes, I bought these two a few months ago to put up in my new place. I live on my own, which is sweet because I can hang up literally anything I want. And I think both of these pieces are pretty funny. The first one is an old movie poster for a movie called Rude. What the Uh, fuck? Yep, pulling it up now. He goes, I've never seen this movie, nor do I know anything about it, but on the left side it says, quote, cock the hammer with cock in all caps. (laughs) This reminds Uh, me, so a quick anecdote. This reminds me when you and I were in a room together, living together, yeah. You remember those like so I'm trying to explain it to the people those like placards. They weren't real posters but they were like the placards you would see when you walked into like Blockbuster like the movies that were coming out. They would have like these little it looked like a street sign but a movie poster. Yeah, and it was like Richard not, not transparent but like you could like it could like yeah. light up kind of. Yeah. Richard Francis Keith the 3rd had one for the Jamie Foxx vehicle Bait. Bait. Yeah. It's great. And I think to this day Neither one of us had seen that movie. I've never seen Bait. I had Bait. But you, but, yep. But you but would talk. Would, and and anytime anybody asked, you would be like, "You haven't seen Bait? You haven't <laughs> seen Bait? What do you mean? You haven't seen Bait?" And like you would talk about the movie, like you one that you had seen it, and two that it was the greatest movie ever, which right. I thought in my mind was one of the funniest things ever. It was the funniest like ongoing jokes. But the all you the, the, bait? the you haven't seen Bait? Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing about that too is it was like uh like a rectangle and it was like yep didn't take up a lot of space so it was like a thing that you could put above a doorway or like you could right. put it in like a weird spot didn't need a big place so like it was in like all my rooms and then even in college i think i had bait and i had uh practical magic with sandy bullock and nicole kidman because <laughs> we but went anyway to the- we went to the theater one day and there was like a pile on the table and like the guy working right. there was like, you guys want any of these? And it was all like shit movies that like your shock were even out. And I was like, oh, I'm grabbing bait and I'm grabbing practice. Was one bait. of them was one of them rude? <laughs> because <laughs> rude. So um, how much did he pay for this? He said he got it an estate auction. He thinks it's hilarious. So uh the poster rude and again, you go to the YouTube channel to see the actual photo of it. And it's brutal. It, it it says rude twice. Yeah. What and this and the the poster's like split in half. Like it looks like a movie poster yeah. on like one side and then like a dipshit kids away AIM away message on the right hand side. And for whatever reason it says cock the hammer coming soon. <laughs> I don't know who's in this movie. I don't know no. what this movie's about. I don't, I don't know who directed this movie. I don't even know if it's real. So I'm I'm going to say so this is a twofer. So we got two movie posters. No, there are two different things that he has hanging up on his wall. So I, I said two different answers. So how much do you okay, think this so, one cost and then we'll answer this one and then we'll move to the next one and do the same thing. I'm going to say oh Jesus, uh 30 bucks. You nailed it. it this was nailed $30. $30 for I knew it had to be over 25 and you spent 25 too many dollars for this thing get the fuck out of here it does say cock the hammer pretty big yeah people in the chat seem to like the cock the hammer it also says uh bitch pretty noticeably see there in the middle on the person's face oh yeah so it says listen perhaps you can hear the slapping of the dog's hips against the bitch's butt kneeled in front of him rude or perhaps you're just one of the mongrels going through your own particular brand of strokes. What? Cock the hammer. Yeah, I'm out on Cock that. Cock the as hammer. Well. Coming soon. All right. The second piece, Ryan. What a Let's... fucking stupid thing that is. 
sorry. Here's the second piece. All right. He goes, secondly, the pride of my collection is a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is from Matthew. Is a picture frame with four player cards among some other knickknacks. The four players, so like like trading cards. These are hockey cards for again for people oh. that are watching the stream. Four players are uh, Patrick Laline, Marion Hosa, Wade Redden, and Peter uh, Shalevi. Or whatever. I don't even know who the fuck that guy is. Shalasley? I have no idea. I he can't goes, read it. It's, it's outrageous. Uh, now I bought it because I'm a huge Ottawa Senators fan. You're the one? Like you're the guy problem. who's the fucking Ottawa Senators fan? He says the piece is entitled, and you can see it engraved, seeing gold there at the bottom. It's called Ottawa's Finest. A quick Google search will confirm that at no time was Peter Shalasley ever one of Ottawa's finest. How he well, was Patrick Laleem. No, Patrick Laleem wasn't either. <laughs> but that guy Shalasley had nine goals and ten assists in the 0203 <laughs> season, which is the year this was made. And he only played in 33 games. Um <laughs> Marion Hosa is a very good hockey player. I will give you Marion Hosa, but I'd like yeah. Patrick Marion Hosa, Wade Redden. So it's it's Wade got Redden? Yeah, it's got a big center in the middle there where it has like the low the senators logos. Then above it, so there's a big square frame. Then there's four evenly spaced playing cards of the four guys I named. And then it does say Ottawa's finest. Like that's, and it has all their jerseys in it. Yeah. Oh, this thing is sucks. Get it out. I don't give a shit how much of this. What do you pay like 50 bucks for this thing? Uh, more. Oh, okay. I want fit more, more than 50. What year was this from? Uh, this was 0203. I want to see. I think this team, I want to see this team's record. See, well, I'll oh, say one thing right now. Of, they were, this is the team that went to the cup, I think, with those guys. They were first in the they yeah they were first in the Eastern Conference in 03? 02-03. Holy smokes! The season saw the highest point in the playoffs. They were eliminated by the New Jersey Devils, the eventual Stanley Cup winners in the Eastern Conference Finals. So they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost. So this is like a oh my god, yeah. So this is like your third place. That's the year the Devils won the cup, but still, like that's the this is the best team that the Ottawa Senators have ever had. You would think they would have like Daniel Alfredson would have made his way on to think so. said piece, right? It's not on there, not on there, or uh, I don't so know, it, or uh, or Chara, maybe, maybe, maybe put Chara on there. So yeah, I like, like two Hall of Famers. I like, I do like sports memorabilia, and I do like random athletes. I'm a fan of random fucking guys sitting yes. here having a talk talking about old Toronto Blue Jays or Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm all, I'm all for that. It's more than fifty dollars, though, Ryan. Would you like to take a second guess? Seventy-five dollars. It is twice that. It is a hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred fifty dollars. Now, this is a person who claims to be an auto, auto senators fan. fan. Auto fan. Sorry. Anytime, like you said, if you had a guy who's like Ottawa's finest and he had like twenty points the whole season, like fuck <laughs> off. No way. No thanks. No way. <laughs> uh rough. I feel like as a like choose. I don't care what team you root for, but I feel like there's got to be better pieces of the Senators than that. Like you said, like I would love their old jerseys, the ones that are like like red, white, red. So white, red, and black striped. Yeah. Like those jerseys are sick. If you like had a hundred fifty dollars jersey, like Ottawa Senator jersey, like that, I would. That's better to me than like four random ass hockey cards. One of them happens to be Marion Hosa, just by chance. <laughs> So he has $180 worth of stuff on his wall with just the cock the hammer poster and Otto's finest. $30 is a lot to pay for something that just you thought it was funny because it said cock the hammer, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. No, get, get out of here. Get the out of here. Fuck out of here. Well, he says, please, <laughs> because please settle an argument I've had repeatedly with my buddies about whether or not I should have bought these. So I'm guessing most of his buddies are on the side that we are. He yeah. again, you like what you like, you buy what you buy, but no, I should not have bought those. That yeah. would not find it find a way into my home. Neither no. one of those things. We're gonna we're gonna skip those. We're gonna forego Davy's video game minute uh, until next week uh, with Davy's back at, uh, in in the bullpen. Yep. So, uh, Ryan, I got a question for you. 
Y'all ready for bisque? Topic is yours. Yeah, more more than anything in the world. Well, I'm glad you asked. It's the topic of the day, and today it is. Let's get us back up here. Uh, it is the film Prey, one hour thirty nine minutes, rated R. It's the prequel to the Predator. It's the fifth Predator film, seventh if you include the Alien versus Predator uh, two films as well. I and you might as well. It Which is you have nine. To, yeah. Yeah, 93% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 81% by the audience, and it was released on Hulu this past weekend. We'll start spoiler-free, as we always do with our movie and TV reviews. Ryan, did you like it? I did. How about you? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I liked it quite a bit. I would say a good amount. A good amount. Yeah, I very much did. Sleeper movie, right? Like, I thought we when the... It wasn't one of our uh, Captain Marvel nominees for most anticipated. No. But when the first trailer started coming around, it was like, huh? Like, we gave it a little bit of the, what? That looks... What? <laughs> What's the thing? Well, my little peepee. Hmm? Uh, the <laughs> SNL bit with uh, Anna Kornikova. Oh, yeah. My little peepee. Huh? <laughs> you can't say that. Why? You say booyah. <laughs> Sweet sassy molassy. I'm a little teapot. I'm gonna run up your dress. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm uh hey, it's me. I'm Carl Malone, and I'm not gonna pay a lot for my car insurance or whatever the fuck says. <laughs> John Stockton, I'm a little teapot. I'm gonna run right up your dress. That's like a top t- 10, 20 SNL sketch. And I can't find it. I can't find it. But I going back to this movie though, I would like you, model. I was very surprised. I was very surprised yeah. at how good this was and how um maybe i mean i I don't know i maybe it was uh it was reviewed so well because it took so many people by surprise could be but also like the acting was top notch and it was by you know maybe a cast that you weren't super familiar with right and it it was like i think it would have been a good movie even if there wasn't predators as crazy as that is like the predators make it a whole thing and like it, the movie would have had to be different without them because they were still a very important part of the movie but if you just take that element out and like added something else or like did a little bit more with these characters i think it still would have been pretty compelling yeah yeah do you do you hear that rain that's coming in for me right now yeah it was cats coming and dogs down. here oh Jesus. Oh my yeah, i'm in a God. bit of a cabin too so you're gonna hear it but that's the the hiss you hear is it's all rain it's good ambiance crazy you it's know just crazy our lawn needs it am i right Am I right? We could use this rain. It's been uh, hot. There's the Dickens it. out there. Uh, yeah. This film was directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who has a pretty light resume, but let me give you what he's done so far. He has directed mm-hmm. one feature film prior to this, and that film was 10 Cloverfield Lane. And He has also directed a couple of episodes of television, one of Black Mirror and one of The Boys. Yeah. So this guy's yeah. no joke. He's no joke. Are no. you hearing me okay, by the way? Yeah, you just kind of went out of it a little bit. But I'm good now. It's the fucking rain. Now, now you sound like you're in a tin can a little bit. Nah, for Christ's sake. Let me, all right, let me fix that again. I tried to do the echo cancellation because it is. we are not having a, a good night here. Can't. Stinks. Stinks out loud. Yeah. Uh, but but this, no, you sound like you sound not great. That's probably that's probably the best I'm going to do right now. So yeah, do that. I switched it. Yeah, leave it. Leave yeah. it. Just leave it. Oh, uh, no, but this guy actually... Because, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane was its own movie, and then they, like, tied it into Cloverfield, and they didn't, like, really right. need to, but it sort of added something. This one, obviously, mm-hmm. is much more of a Predator film as, like, a, as very clearly a prequel taking place hundreds of years before. Uh, did you like that story element of it? Because, again, we've seen a lot of good movies, and then movies that have gotten sequels, and they're like, all right, now we're going to the prequel. And, like, you're like, oh, shit. Like, that can be sort of a dangerous... A lot of hits and misses. More misses, maybe, when they go but it's- up. I did like the element of it because you're dealing with a, a, a tribe of people like the Comanche who were hunters who were, they lived in the plains and that, that's what they did. So it's an interesting way to kind of, and we'll get into it when we do like character breakdowns in the movie stuff. But the, one of the things that they did with this movie that I found was really interesting um, with the main character, um, it wouldn't have worked any other way. So like the way they did the, the way that I guess Dan Trachtenberg, whoever the writers were who like figured this out, um it was a really cool way to do a prequel it wasn't just doing it be like oh this is what a victorian era predator would look like or you know what i mean it was like it, it actually made sense the way they did it yeah it easily could have been a throwaway or not a throwaway i should say but 
if they made the, it all about the predator and being like, all right, the predator, like it's a prequel predator story. So it's the first time the predator yeah. or a predator came to earth. And we're going to focus on this and didn't develop the characters or who the predator was going to be going up against. Like that was maybe the surprise. Like you ended up loving these characters and you cared so much about them. And you just yeah. met them for the first time where it's like, we've seen the predators and predators a million times and like all the shit they can do. And it's really cool. But these characters were awesome. And one of the best dog characters we've seen. I would say there. Look, you you have Lassie, you have all these dogs. You know, Turner and Hooch. So like I think there's no more useful. And and I don't. I know you, and I know the people who I love and care about all felt the same way. That like, if anything had happened to that dog in that movie, they were turning it off. Oh, there was a couple of times where I'm like, they're gonna do it, aren't they? Uh, I was yeah. nervous, but uh, yeah. yeah, great, great dog stuff. Good, uh, good action in this. The story, I think, again, was the big surprise. All right, Ryan, is this the best Predator movie? No. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's the best Predator movie. Uh, based on my recency bias, I probably have it two, but after a week or two, I'll probably have it down to three. So I would go I, the, yeah. the original number one. Mm-hmm. don't you think i and again i think these are two separate things um is this the best okay so is this the best predator movie as terms of like how it's made in the story yes is it my favorite no my favorite is always going to be the original i think that movie is an absolute goddamn gorgeous classic Death of the it's really hard to top the first it's predator. really hard to top it's so yeah, you and I are yeah. a little bit different because, like, my favorite and the best I consider kind of the same. So I would say, I yeah, I would say Predator, and then I would I would probably go Prey two right now. But don't sleep on Predators, the third one, the one with Adrian Brody. No. Is I actually awesome. like that one. Yeah. I love it. What I oh. didn't like, I did not like Predator two. I did not like. I liked Alien versus Predator a little more than the normal person, and Alien versus Predator Requiem sucks. Not great. No, no, that's the cutoff to me. I think everybody ballpark. The top three should probably be Predator, Predators, and Prey, and then Alien versus Predator is a good middle one, and then yeah. the Predator, which came out a couple of years ago, is I would put certainly ahead of Predator Two and AVP Requiem. Yes, it's overall a good series though. Like when you look at like horror, like really horror movies are like some of the only other movies that go seven plus deep and. Mm-hmm. There's usually a few dog shit ones in there. Now there's a couple dog yeah. shit ones, but there it's it's deep. Like it's probably got a similar, if not a better, track record than uh, like X Men movies. Anything? It's close. Yeah, I mean it's close. It's that or like a you know I'm trying to think of like Nightmare on Elm Street or even the Aliens. So like the time like the Alien Aliens movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Some of those are like all timers, and some of those are like you said they're just dog shit. So are are dumps for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, by the way, most of these are on Hulu, also. Like, so if anybody wants to go back through that deep dive and look for them, uh, if you could, if you were able to watch Prey, you're able to watch all these other ones. I forgot yeah. how good, I forgot how good Predators uh, was. So that cast, I've only seen that once. I got to watch that again. It's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. yeah it's like Adrian Brody, uh, and then like a ridiculous group like Danny Trejo, Topher Grace, randomly Walton Goggins is in it. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, is that the one where they go to their planet? Yeah. Yeah. Mahershala Ali. Like, it's a that's... fucking sneaky good cast. And, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Adrian Brody wins an Oscar in the no. same year he's banned from SNL, like, forever, right? Why, why is that he banned? Whole thing? He did something where he, like, it was uh, Sean Paul was, like, the musical guest. And he came out in like a Rasta, like dreadlock wig that you would buy at like, like Spirit Halloween. And like, people were telling him like not to do it, and like he did it anyway, and like did like a Jamaican accent. And they were like, what? "You're fucking." Mar-. You haven't seen this? Like, you no, I don't. This story? I don't remember that yeah. at all. He's like, he's like banned from SNL. Oh my god! Yeah, Adrian Brony, uh, SNL. Hey, there's a whole list. Is every host that's banned from SNL? Yeah. The painfully awkward reason Adrian Brody was banned from SNL for an improvised Jamaican accent. Yeah, and they were like telling he was about to do. He's like, "I'm going to do this. It'll be funny." And they're like, "Please don't, like, please don't do that." And he did it anyway. (laughs) I wish you wouldn't. Yeah, 
Wow. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. All right. Well, uh, but anyway, there's a lot in there. And if we, somehow we uh, missed that. That movie came out in 2010. So it was clearly predates the podcast. I don't know mm-hmm. if we've ever even brought it up before, but it's it's uh, really enjoyable. All right. Would you, so you call Prey a must see, especially because you can watch yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, if you like, if you like sci fi horror kind of thing, I mean, this is, mm-hmm. this is right up your alley. I don't understand why, like, it's good. It's super good. Yeah. Christopher's got a good idea oh, in the chat. That is a, that is kind of a sneaky good idea. A standalone episode just on celebs banned from SNL. I love it. There's a lot. Look, there's a way more than you think there is. So yeah, all right, I'm gonna get into that. All right, Rob, what is what is your hashtag dork score for Prey? I'll give it a soft five. Right? I'm I want five. Into, yeah, yeah, I could be convinced of four and a half, but this is like a soft five for me. Yeah, I'm giving it a five, and it's funny. Like, I think sometimes you'll have like a a score in mind, and then I know you did this recently with a, I think with a TV show. You think back to some of the other like recent scores you've given yeah. out. And I'm like, well, it's yeah. better than that. It's worse than that. It's better. So like, I have this in my top five of movies I've seen so far this year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a five as well. So dual fives for Prey. Let dual us know five. what you think. Hit us up in the chat. What do you guys thought of Prey? You can also tweet us dork po- uh, at Dork Podcast or email us dorkpodcast at gmail.com. What did you think of Prey? And I'll also tweet out my Predator uh, film rankings at some point. I will do the same. Once you do it, I will do mine right underneath yours. Very good. Very, very good. All right. Anything else non-spoiler? No. Let's get to it. All right. Spoilers. 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 Here come the spoilers. All right, the film takes place in 1719. So, give or take 250, 300 years prior to the first Predator movie. Uh, but again, the concept of Predator is so simple and yet so awesome. It's just these fucking Predators want to go places and learn to be like the co- the best killers in the world. They want to sniff out other good killers yeah. and kill them. And awesome. I love... And this was kind of introduced because of the first two Predators, like you didn't really understand why. It was just kind of like these aliens come and they kill a bunch of people and take their skulls and spines, by the way, badass, as yeah. trophies. Um, but now, like with Alien versus Predator, you see that this is kind of like a rite of passage. Like they drop off like these warrior hopefuls and they have to survive and bring home like these trophies. So the coolest thing was like watching this Predator, this early Predator, start small and keep getting like more and more ballsy like as yeah. it went yeah so um what was the first thing it kills is like a snake or you know yeah. what i mean and then yeah. it goes to like a wolf and then it goes to a bear you know what i mean so like seeing it yeah. kind of do that was pretty awesome yeah but i also love how like they identified like the killers in this tribe too as like formidable opponents and like these are killers like each yeah. one of these movies that's what they it's what they did and then you go to predators, and that's where they they take killers and bring them to their planet. But they take like they like highlight a fucking badass across the board and bring them there. And then right. this one is like, you're right because each one like it sort of has its own movie going on. Like right, like the first predator, it's like all right, here's Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Jesse the Body, and they're going in there to get hostages out of there. And like that's like all they're only that's like their thing. Yep. And then you're like, oh wait what the fuck like there's one of these creatures in there it's like turning invisible and just and uh and just and everybody. a great nod the first person to identify that there is something in the woods and it's not human is billy who is also a native american oh and a tracker that's like that's why he's there oh i like that yeah yeah that's a good that's a good one um it's a nice little callback to to the first uh, call forward to the next predator but yeah, yeah no that that was one of the, yeah there were some tips of the cap to some of the other ones so mm-hmm. like the, the pistol at the end that you see is the pistol that danny glover's character gets in predator 2 after he kills one of the predators and the other predators are like all right you're legit you killed him here's a fucking gun that gun was what we saw in this movie that's so fucking cool like i so that's, somebody, that's the coolest so they must have come back. So there's also like a post credit scene, I think, in this, right? It was a, it was yeah. a post credit, right? Where the, where the, yeah. the, the ship uh, there. It wasn't really. The, as, the, as the credits were going, there was like the almost like cave drawings or like the, yeah. you could see like what was happening. Yeah. yeah. 
but clearly like they're they're gonna have to be something there where they get the gun i don't know if they come back if they kill these characters or whatever happens like maybe these maybe they come back 100 years later maybe they come back 50 right. years later maybe they come back 10 years later we don't know when they come back again but this is this is supposed to be the first time that they were there so yeah there's at least that connection to to predator 2 makes predator 2 a little bit better even though i'm with you it's probably one of the worst ones a little bit better yeah yeah, yeah it makes a little, bit, make a little bit better now the main character uh naru i think is how you say her name played by yeah. amber mid thunder up there for best character of the year she was fucking awesome and my wife wanted me to tell you because she has notes for this movie she actually like was begrudgingly like didn't want to watch this and then loved it by the end i saw her so, tweet about that yeah she was yeah, like ah she, and then she's like oh damn it this thing's pretty good yeah and then um so she wanted to be how expressive she was with her eyes like how you know um the, the characters really don't they don't say much you know um but it's uh how expressive her face was and you could see her learning you could see her making adjustments like kind of on the fly and it, you know very expressive face so she wanted me to make i agree sure. no i but definitely get a great that. character also in like the, the pantheon of weapons having a small axe that you can tie a rope to and retrieve it is fucking awesome and that scene of her just like working it into the tree and snapping it yep. back working into the tree and snapping it back awesome and I know I'm kind of jumping ahead right now because I know we're going to get into like character breakdowns and stuff like that. But one of the best things about this was everything she did that was kind of like into uh, into uh, using using guile or using her wits to like figure something out. Everyone around her was like making fun of her for her, and no one saw her as like this threat. And she was like, no, I, I do this because and she uses it in a number of ways, whether it's like throwing it and like retrieving it or using it as a grappling hook to like get out of situations. So you see this character learn as she goes mm -hmm. yeah i love to like the whole the whole time in this you have the people in her tribe that like eh, like go home like you're not a hunter you're yeah. not a warrior and then so she has to prove it to them there's also the group of characters that are like the uh voyager like the french voyagers mm -hmm. that were like skinning the bison alive like there's that group that obviously take her lightly and then they get the predator so it's like she has to prove herself like on three different levels it is right. able to do it. And one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is when she's just like talking her shit and she's like putting on her fucking war paint. And like, you're like, you guys don't think I'm like the same kind of hunter as you. You don't think I'm a warrior like you. And you're like, oh shit. Like she is setting up something <laughs> like epic. And she did like the final 20 yeah. minute, final 20 minutes of this movie are off the charts. It's really good. And again, you see like this character develop. And I, one of the things that I found was like super interesting too, is like there were several times where the predator just flat out ignored her too. Yeah. Whereas like, and again, this, this is a callback to like, I think it was predator Two, when it was like the Maria Chiquita Alonzo character, like the predator grabs her and like looks at and sees that she's pregnant mm -hmm. and then lets her go. So when you think of hunting, you know, I, I've, you know, I've had a passing knowledge of hunting my whole life, just being a New Englander. But like, you know, this most predators don't kill females. They don't kill, especially like, you know, so like when you think of like hunting deer, like no one, you don't shoot females. Yeah, 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 right. right. Or you don't see them as threats. But now, you know, she is the threat, which is yeah. fucking awesome. And there's a history in the series, too, where like unarmed people like don't get killed. Right, like they like they want you to have a weapon. They they want you to be like a like they don't and want if you to see way out. the triangle. Like when it goes on, when it targets with the predators looking, it'll show a weapon. It'll yeah, like target. Yeah. It doesn't really necessarily target the person. It'll show that they're holding a weapon. Yeah, like the little red triangle. Yeah, it's pretty whatever. sweet. It's like I don't want yeah. an easy win. I want I want a challenge. It's yeah. the whole point of why we're here. It's quantity, not qual. It's quality, not quantity. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Uh, but I love that too, that you have all of these throughout this, you have this girl who's relying on everything that she has with her. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone around her is relying on things. So like you think of like the, the predator itself has like these high tech weapons to them. It's like these high tech guided weapons that it relies on or the, the cloaking tech. And you have these trappers who rely on guns and like actual physical metal traps. Mm hmm that they use so they're relying on other things whereas she's just whatever she has with her that's what i'm going to use 
Yeah, yeah. Which is what good hunters do. Pretty great. Yeah, no, yeah. there's some good scenes of her like getting all her getting all her stuff together. I thought yeah. her brother was a really good character too. He was very e easily likable and, and and a badass in his own way. Yeah, and again, um, you know, you didn't like him at the onset because he kind of stole her thunder mm -hmm. in the beginning, where he, you know, brings home this mountain lion that he says he killed when she actually wounded it for him. And he tells her that after the fact, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's like, I'm the one, like, I need to be the one that does this. Like you're right. You're not you're not expected to do this. But yeah, no, the whole thing was was uh was it was a pretty surprise. Um now do you consider Predator movies? Do you think they, they do they go into horror for you? Would you ever consider them horror movies? I so I I liken it. So if you if you think Alien is a horror movie, then this right. I would say it's like sci-fi horror mix. Yeah, I guess it probably this should. Like, I never really did before, but I was reading some description from someplace, and it was like, oh, it's a, uh, oh yeah, the, uh, even on Wikipedia it says it's a period action horror film, and I was like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I horror elements to it. Too, but I think Alien One is a horror. I think Jaws is a horror. So I guess most I mean, they, movies probably are. They call it. They call the Predator at several times in this movie a monster. Yeah. Or they, I forget the word, like the Comanche term for it, but it's like some sort of monster, like in the. Oh, yeah. good point in the chat. Oh, yeah, that was a good callback to that as well. Yeah. Best line: uh, "If if uh, if it can bleed, we can kill it." And uh, yeah, they use that in Predator One as well. Yes. They said that here, they said that there. So that is definitely a uh, a good line. Um, what other? Uh, do you want to see more? I guess predators or prey movies. Cause again, even when this movie ends, you don't even get to the Schwarzenegger one for 260 something years. Do you want yeah. to see any more middle ground stuff? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Cause this was so good. I think the yeah. anything, the only thing you can do now is you can fuck it up, you know, at this point. But I, I do like, you know, I don't want to turn it into like Ernest movies where it's like Ernest goes to Africa or like predator goes to Asia or whatever. But like, I feel like there are, like cool stories of these like you know what i mean like i feel like there is you could make a cool yeah. story out of it but i don't know off the i don't off the top of my head i'm i'm leaning no i don't yeah, want to see any you're probably that. right like kind of leave well enough alone i do feel yeah. like the character who survived is such a badass like i would like to see her in something else again playing the same character but then again that's the risk you run with like sequels and like a lot of times sequels suck and you're like the whole idea is like oh i want to see this character again and then you see him and you're like i kind of wish we didn't see that character again or like what if they take her you know and like put her through like some sort of trial yeah they could like right. in, you know what i mean so oh you know what you do is you get her and then they like freeze her stay with me you freeze her oh yeah yeah and then uh arnold uh dutch is the only guy that survived predator one you find out that they froze him then you get like danny glover you get all the lone survivors oh my god can you imagine wheeling out how old is danny glover at this point <laughs> i don't know, you know? Is he still alive you could you he is barely last thing i saw him in uh, like you remember in shooter when he was like the bad senator like the cia yeah. guy and his like you could tell he had like fake teeth in and they were like clacking together and he had like kind of like a hiss in his voice He's only 76. I know, but getting too old for this shit. He is getting to a day. He's old for this shit then. <laughs> it's like 30 years ago. I know. I, you know what's funny? I think, like, thinking about it, I think Danny Glover, when Lethal Weapon came out and he first started talking about him being too old for this shit, I think he was my age. Yeah, probably. Oh, there's a bunch of those that go. Oh, we were talking yeah. about uh, Jennifer Coolidge the other day on the, uh, on yeah. the air. You see Jennifer Coolidge. I think she was telling the truth. You never know with her because she has such a good sense of humor. But she was talking about playing Stifler's mom and how it allowed her so many opportunities. She's like, there's like 200 men that she had sex with that she probably wouldn't have had sex with if it wasn't for American Pie. <laughs> Long story short, how old do you think she was when she filmed American Pie? She was like a Second City person. Like She's like a Christopher Guest person. I'm going to say when she filmed American Pie, she had to be like 45, 47. She was like 38. Come on. Yeah. So she was so born Stifler's in... mom is younger than me. Yeah. Like right like the night. That's crazy. Isn't it nuts? Because like crazy. you think of her as like, yeah, you're right. She was in the groundlings. Yeah. And uh she's obviously been in like Best in Show and she was in a bunch of those movies. But 
yeah, she was born in 1961, so she's 60 right now. That movie came out, whatever it was, 23 years ago. Yeah. So she was like 37, 38 when she filmed that. That's nuts, man. That's absolutely <laughs> nuts. Like, I've never felt so old in my life than like... Then you have the flip side. Do you see the thing that Rossi tweeted out? There was the dude who's like an old manager for the Angels, and it was like a baseball card of him. And he was 47 years old, but the guy looked legit 85. <laughs> People aged so fucking no. different back then. Yeah. Like somebody was doing that. Uh, I forget which Twitter account. They were taking old like sitcoms from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. They're putting like the show photo, and then they would put the age of how old they were during that photo. People aged like assholes back then. Like it's outrageous. Oh, you gotta think like how many people smoked and like how many people like, nobody smokes anymore. No. That's that ages you like a motherfucker. Just ripping you know? busts, but, just throwing darts yeah. down your down your lungs. And just like drinking like heavy be like bud heavies and like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, like eating red meat all the time. That'll age you. Oh yeah. Like yep. poorly. Drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not great. No. You look weathered. Now you also mm-hmm. look experienced. All weathered. Carl Weathered, you look like you have a lot, of, uh, back. a lot of experiences, a lot of tales to tell. You do, have, yeah. You do have that. But um, I also love. So I went back and watched the original Predator too. Obviously, I did too. And so, you son of a bitch. This is such prime, and so that obviously leads to the one of the great memes of all time, where you have Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they like zoom in on it. It's so unnecessary. That so unnecessary. and Carl Weathers slap five and then squeeze each other's hands and they both flex. Oh, and they're so no fucking ripped. They're so ripped. Juice to the gills. These guys. How are much juice? Up. How much juice was on that set? All of it. And then yeah, you throw in the just in the body. Those guys were just shredded to pieces. And, and like Shane Black, they're like, no, none for Shane Black. No, like, no. Shane, don't do that. Well, I even yeah. read a thing about Predators is when they wanted Adrian Brody, they were like, we we didn't want to go down the road of like an Arnold copycat. Mm-hmm. So we went more towards like a better actor who's like, can play a badass rather than just a guy who's jacked to the trees. Right. And so Arnold, this is right in between Terminator one and T two. Like when he filmed yes. this. Yep. And so like his English is better than it was in some of the earlier movies, but it's still not like what it eventually came to and so some of the lines are just so great oh they're so bad and um it's right after i think commando yep i think it's after that as well yeah yeah some of the best like that red heat that like era yeah well listen and then pumping iron if you guys haven't seen pumping iron or whatever the fuck it's called it's like another you you can't believe it's really like that's really the movie yeah i remember people telling me about it and i like years ago i'd be like yeah yeah sure and then watching it be like yeah it's even crazier than i thought yeah it's a weird movie man you got lou ferrigno in there yeah ripping the guy so if you haven't seen it so i have a copy in my permanent dvd collection of the first arnold schwarzenegger's first american movie um it's not what you think it is it was the 1968 or 69 hercules in new york um which was his first english speaking role and that his english was so bad that they had to dub him over i thought movie I thought they are they dubbed them over. But the DVD, the DVD I have, you can play his original audio track. It is laugh out loud funny. How That's bad amazing. his English is. Yeah. Yeah. The Ar- so last year he got divorced from Maria Shriver after uh like they've been married for, since 86. What the hell happened there? Yeah. Uh the whole thing with the maid and the illegitimate kid probably weighs on a marriage a little bit, you know. Got it. That could yeah. be a red flag. Uh-huh. Yeah, his filmography, you could almost do a thing on his filmography. I remember growing up, two movies I saw all the time were Twins and Kindergarten Cop. I yeah, watched the shit out of both of those. Um, and Kindergarten Cop takes place in I think believe it's Astoria, Washington, the same town that Goonies takes that takes place in. Uh, yeah, shared universe, little, uh, maybe, perhaps. Yeah, Hercules maybe. in New York, right? That was nineteen seventy. Oh, I, okay. I thought it was like sixty eight, sixty nine. No, but, but you're right. But like, but that's still like. He didn't. Terminator was eighty four. Conan the Barbarian was eighty two. So like that was a long time. So Pumping Iron came yeah. out in seventy seven, which is just and he. Insane. I believe his name in the movie was Arnold Strong. It was the name he went by. Nice. So nice. a little on the nose, but uh, <laughs> what? What's your favorite? Is your what's your favorite Arnold movie? T two. Oh man, no. Uh, no. 
I'm a big like True Lies fan. I love True Lies. True Lies is very good. Um, probably give Predator. You, let me give you the. I was gonna say Predator. So uh, Terminator, Commando, uh, The Running Man, Red Heat, Twins, Total Recall. T2. Oh, I love Total Recall. Too. Total Recall's good. Uh, True Lies, Junior, Last Action Hero, Eraser, Jingle All the Way, Batman and Robin. <laughs> End of Days, which don't sleep on the soundtrack. But, no, that's a good soundtrack. End of Days soundtrack. Oh my god, that that thing fucks. You like uh, rap rock? Get you some End now, of Days soundtrack. Let me, let me. You know, now that we're here, how about these bands? Corn, Everlast, Limp mm-hmm. Biscuit, Guns N' Roses, The Prodigy, uh, Rob Zombie, Prodigy. Eminem, Power Man Five Thousand. Sonic Youth and Creed. Somehow Creed finds their ways onto these good soundtracks. And don't and don't I I'm not I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna get roasted for this, but for whatever reason, I haven't looked at the track list, but I know those bands are on it. And I feel like the Creed song's actually pretty good on that soundtrack. Uh what's the, what songs on there? Let me let me go. Uh, I think way. it's actually pretty good. I think it's actually pretty good. Wrong way by Scott Stapp. Yeah. Performed by Creed. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, what a weird uh I had that that was in the cd changer at one point sure was yeah not bad not mm-hmm. not too shabby uh what else anything else uh schwarzenegger predator prey no so i mean this is this is a great movie with a great heroine a, a great female yeah. character underestimated so it hits on all those tropes but does it in such a way that it's not like completely in your face which i really appreciated that it wasn't like yeah um but again, a clever prequel and something that stands well on its own. And if, if you're into these types of movies, you should definitely check that out for show. You son of a bitch. The, the, I would say the only thing I didn't like, I didn't love the trappers, that the the French guys. Yeah. A little weak. A little weak to me. Yeah. But uh, I agree. Like they needed they something else. They were just else, cannon really. fodder. Yeah. That's it. That's what they yeah. were. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, we didn't even mention like the final setup to kill the Predator pretty elaborate is she like fucking uh home alone that shit but she, she trapped him yeah she like she actually and there was the whole thing so i she forget got, she got stuck in that same shit and got herself out and like so, so that, i yeah so she knew but that's the thing that's like the whole like batman yeah. no one thing know your surroundings like know what's around you like know yeah. the terrain and there was a uh i did some the thing that they kept talking about this is her it starts with a k but it's like basically like her proving ground type of thing yeah, where you have to hunt, and I looked into it. So it's like this old Comanche thing that, like, you are hunt something that's hunt actually hunting you. So that's like, and you bring it's it dangerous game with you, right? So that was her, and I, again, I like that twist on it. So have it believe that it's hunting you while you're hunting it the whole time was pretty, pretty cool. What did you think of the John Leguizamo film, The Pest? <laughs> Most dangerous. Game. I think that is one of those movies that I think I I started watching on VHS or whatever, and oh, I had sure. to like. It was one of those movies I got, and remember, like block. We talked about this a lot. Like Blockbuster used to do like the previously viewed DVDs, like three for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and I think it was one of those I picked it up, and I actually had to pause it and like leave the room for a little bit, really understand what was going on, and then finish it. Like I just couldn't watch it in one <laughs> like, shot. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah I, I, I watched that movie way, way too many times. I don't know why. I'm yeah. not really sure why, but. Get to the chopper! All right, that'll do it for Prey. Dual fives again. Let us know what you guys thought about uh, Prey. Pick of the All right, Ryan, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or you may also choose at this time to defend a goal. I will receive because I think I've deferred the last two weeks. So um, watch Sandman again. So I'm four episodes deep. The. I'm told that they're really st- strongly looking at Joanna Constantine as like a spin-off character. That the woman who plays her is actually really, really good. She speaks very good. I had to slow it down. She speaks very Latin very well. Oh wow. um, I had to slow it down. I did do what she's saying. I could tell you we could go through the whole thing. Sure. Um, so it is pretty good. But the real one, my real pick of the pod, I am listening to a new podcast other than ours and whoever else's. Um, there is a, and this is old. I'm just new to it now, but there's a podcast called Bandsplain. Um, the host is na- host name is Yasi Salik. She was a, uh, was a writer for a minute, but she brings on experts to, ex- for, of bands who have like cult followings and explains why these bands are good. 
and they're not the bands you think they are. So I, I the first episode is Steely Dan, which is to me, which was awesome. <laughs> right, right in your wheelhouse, yeah. Right in my wheelhouse. But I've listened to several episodes. She did one on Three Eleven, The Misfits. Uh, she did a two-parter on Radiohead, which was like phenomenal. Like she brings on the guy who literally wrote the book on Kid A. So he wrote a book about the album Kid A and like how it got made and all that stuff. So she, and she brings on experts to talk to her about these things. The one I'm listening to now, Richard, this will pique your interest. Insane Clown Posse. Oh, hello. She does an episode with a guy who's like, he's a, he's a, a podcaster, a journalist, a rock writer, also happens to be an unabashed juggalo. I love it. So she talks to him. So if you want to listen to that, it's, it's like an hour and a half long. Yeah, just explaining insane clown posse to people who don't necessarily understand them. It's, oh, it's so it might be, it might be uh, going over a lot of uh, areas. And and know. what's great is they do it. It's a Spotify podcast, and there's this new yeah. thing called Spotify Anchor. Okay, which you can actually play music in the podcast. So you'd be like, "Here, okay, we're talking about this album. What album? What song do you want to hear oh. from this album?" And they'll play the song. They play any ICP? Yeah, they play oh. throughout the whole episode. What's uh what's your favorite uh ICP song? I don't have one because I don't listen to them. But you should. I, what should I? Uh, I I mean miracles is miracles is a good one. All time <laughs> fucking magnets. I would say they uh, work. Nobody knows. I would say anything <laughs> off of the Great Malenko. That's their best album. The Riddle Box also a good album. You should listen to Amazing Jekyll Brothers. I dude, I yeah. fucking love them. Three Eleven's an interesting one because it was interesting. I just remember that you used 311 uh, as a <laughs> remember in the movie Haggard with Bam Margera. That yes. A three, he uses 311 as a punchline and a joke where he's just like uh, his girlfriend was caught like cheating on him or something like that. Remember? And he's giving like hand jobs for like giving a hand job, right? He's like, well, it's not that bad. It's not like she was like uh, getting eaten out for 311 tickets. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah. <laughs> like the fuck? Like, wait a minute. But anyway. it's great to listen to the guy who like writes for Pitchfork talk about how he's a like a funny. admitted 311 fan and like why yeah seriously you know it's, it's i don't great. mind them so, I, I like them i i had i think i had uh transistor i had one of the cds i think transistor's a great album that's their best album yeah that's the one i had yeah uh i have three quick things for pick of the pod mm-hmm. uh one speaking of icp they're not featured in this but they were at woodstock 99 and there's another documentary on netflix of woodstock 99 three episodes um, they're all about 45, 50 oh, minutes. Oh, shit. I wanted to watch this. Is it good? Yeah. yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. So there was an you know, HBO one last year yeah. that came out. And so they have some overlap. Like my guy, Jonathan Davis, is in both. Yep. This one's a little bit different. They focus on some different things, which I think is good. Uh, what a wild, wild time. And I was just, I just found out idea, one of, my, one of uh, my wife's good college friends is from that town and went to it. And I was like texting her all day today, like asking her questions about it. I, from the trailer of this, they had like talked of like those two knuckleheads. Like one of them has a mullet yeah. and they're like, I don't know. I wasn't doing nothing that weekend. You know what I mean? Like what a terrible idea. Like the idea of the original Woodstock and they just like shit on it. I think we could do an episode on Woodstock 99. I would love to. I, okay. I let's, I, I would love to watch that. And I have a lot to say about Woodstock 99. I know all of the, uh, there's and there's so many reasons why it went wrong. There's so there's so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, also featured at the very beginning, and it's I guess it's been confirmed to be him, is the Miz was that was attended. So this was two years before Real World Back to New York, where he was at. Yeah. It's like you know how there's just so much stock footage of like concert goers, right. and so it's like a shirtless Miz in the camera. He's like skinny, and he's like Woodstock '99, like one of those, and it's like. Then somebody on the internet did some digging because they're like, is that the Miz? And yeah. he posted like five years ago something about how he went to Woodstock 99 and like blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, that was for sure him. But Miz. talk about all my favorite bands at that time and even now. The they're all there. It did who opened? It was a Kid Rock, like open the show. Well, it was three days. It was Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday. And there was two different stages and they had like 100 people. So Kid Rock w- was one of the guys that performed early. Uh, the closers were like, uh, we could, we could definitely do it. Well, we get let's do it. Let's do it next week. Let's but let's I'll, give, I'll, let's I'll give, give Sandman a week. This one little note I think you'll enjoy is uh, Friday night before like all the shit had set in. Like again, mm-hmm. all the different issues. 
corn went on second to last. And in 99, they were probably as popular as they ever were. Right. And they was ripped- it uh, Fall the Leader just came out? Right. Yeah. And that they album ripped- fucking ripped. They, and they kicked ass. The crowd, yeah. like 200,000 people all going <laughs> crazy, but it's starting to get kind of violent. And then Bush had to come on after them. Oh. And Gavin Rosdale, they interview him. And Rosdale's like, yeah, we were watching on a monitor in the back, and it was pretty intense. <laughs> we had to go out there, and he was like kind of afraid it was gonna like turn to shit. He's but like, he, all right, you guys like glycerine? Yeah. Like, no, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. No, but it was it was good. So anyway, Woodstock '99. So watch both if you have time. Both documentaries, so we have yeah. more fuel for it. Uh, Blackbird came to an end on Apple TV Plus. Six episodes. Definitely recommend that show. Very good. And I saw. At the very beginning of our episode, JT in the chat says that there is, uh, I, I don't know if he started this or not, there's a hashtag dork subreddit page. I so, got to check that out. I will. Uh, I might do an AMA. That. I might do a Reddit AMA if we have one. If we have one. Thank you, JT, for, said, John, for setting that up. Yeah, somebody started it. I don't know. I assume it was JT. Maybe somebody else. Maybe he found it or maybe he started it. Either way. Uh, so jump over there if you guys are uh, on the Reddit at all. Search yeah. it out. Give it a give it a give it a Google. Give it a give it a shot. Give it a bang. maybe sometime this week. I'll do an AMA. I don't know. I've never done one of those before. I don't know either. All right. So next week or the week? No, no, no. So if the second to last episode is tonight, next Monday is the final episode of Bra- uh, Better Call Saul. Yes. So that'll be two weeks out for us. Yep. So next week, do you want to do Woodstock or do you want to Let's do-, do Woodstock? Right. Let's do Woodstock. We'll skip Sandman. I want people to like really digest Sandman. It's okay. good, but yeah. All right. Very good uh that'll do it for us again you can uh let us know what you think of prey or uh whatever else we discussed during this episode at dork podcast on twitter and instagram Uh, you can leave a review on itunes you can also subscribe to us on youtube just go to youtube.com slash dork podcast subscribe there we stream these episodes every monday night um and that'll do it right you don't give a shit about anything do you what'd you say i said you don't give a shit about anything do you not really Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.